Feeder cattle futures gained back some lost ground last week as corn futures weakened for a change. U.S. beef exports remain more than strong. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 10th of May, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and then look for the goals tab. Now to the markets. Lower corn futures and the promise of higher cattle prices as the year unfolds helped feeder cattle futures recover a lion's share of the previous week's steep losses. Week to week on Monday, corn futures closed an average of 30.6 cents lower in the front six contracts. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 34 cents higher during the same period, except for $1.62 lower in spot May. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold steady to $3.00 weight higher last week, with good to very good demand for weaned fall calves, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. And according to Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments, as producers prepare for summer marketing of feeder cattle, seasonal tendencies would indicate prices increasing, as do deferred feeder cattle futures for August and later. He says the question is if cash prices will increase $20 over the next three to four months or if they'll stagnate. Regardless, Griffith says, producers can use the next few weeks to manage price risk and the most pressing production risk. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices were steady to unevenly steady last week. Regionally, live prices were steady at $140 a hundredweight in the Southern Plains and at $146 in Nebraska. Prices were $2 lower to $3 higher in Colorado at $142 to $148 and steady to $1 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $144 to $147. Dress prices were steady in Nebraska at $232 but steady to $2 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $230 to $232. However, the weighted average five area direct fed steer price last week was just $0.08 cents higher at $143.42 and the average steer price in the beef was $1.62 lower at $2.30.69. There remains a clear difference in northern cattle prices and southern cattle prices. Despite this fact, the finished cattle market remains fairly strong regardless of the market, Griffith says. He explains packers are looking for cattle that will grade to meet grilling season demand, and a larger percentage of those cattle will come from the cattle being fed in the north. He adds, cattle feeders will be doing everything they can to keep prices at current levels, 
but seasonal tendencies will be working against the market as spring ends and summer begins. Live cattle futures closed an average of 90 cents lower week to week on Monday from 20 cents to $1.67 lower, except for unchanged to 20 cents higher in the back three contracts. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We are connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org. Likely challenged by the smoldering inflation affecting all consumer purchases, wholesale beef prices declined counter-seasonally again last week. Choice box beef cutout value is $3.54 lower week-to-week on Monday at $259.01 a hundredweight. Select was $3.98 lower at $244.25. However, as mentioned earlier in the week in cattle current, International demand for U.S. beef continues at a stellar pace. U.S. beef exports set another new value record in March, according to data released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Beef exports totaled 126,285 metric tons in March, up 1% from a year earlier and the third largest on record, while value climbed 33%, to a new record of $1.07 billion. First quarter export volume increased 6%, while value was 41% more than last year at just over $3 billion. According to Dan Hallstrom, U.S. MEF President and CEO, global demand for U.S. beef has eclipsed anything I've seen in many years in the meat business. He explains while this momentum is fueled by mainstay markets such as South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan, Demand is also very strong in China, Hong Kong, and key Latin American markets, while exports to the Middle East have rebounded impressively. March beef export value equated to $472.73 ahead of fed slaughter, up 36% from a year ago. The first quarter average was $474.10 ahead, up 41%. Also, exports accounted for 14.7% of total March beef production, up from 14.5% a year ago, while the ratio for muscle cuts was steady at 12.7%. Recent rains continued to provide slight improvement to the nationwide drought last week. As of May 5th, 63.9% of the nation was experiencing either abnormally dry conditions or some degree of drought, compared to 64.1% the previous week and 65.6% the previous year. That's according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. However, the Drought Severity Coverage Index for the week was five points higher than the previous year at 181. All of that's to say it's been way too dry for way too long. The same week, approximately 56% of the nation's cattle inventory was in areas experiencing drought, Looking at primary cattle states, that included 85% of the cattle in Texas, 79% in Kansas, 
98% in Nebraska, and all of them in Oklahoma. At the same time, approximately 41% of the nation's hay acreage was in areas experiencing drought. As for other crops, the approximate percentage of production affected by drought was 23% of corn, 14% of soybeans, 69% of winter wheat, 71% of barley, and 90% of sorghum. There may be some relief in the seven-day forecast for the southern plains. However, it's likely insufficient to provide substantial relief, says Aaron Smith, crop marketing specialist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. Plenty of eyes will be on Thursday's monthly World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates, which will include the first glimpse of 2022-23 crop expectations. Smith wonders if USDA will modify U.S. planted acres and Ukraine production, saying both could have significant impacts on commodity markets, even when accounting for market expectations. From February 1st to May 5th, he explains the relative change in prices favors increased corn and cotton planted acres over soybeans. However, he says, with the drought in the southern plains and fertilizer prices increasing 2 to 16 percent over the same three-month time period, the acreage estimates continue to be uncertain. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 10th of May, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.